Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. Well, hey there, and welcome to another edition of Simply Financial. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folio, serving you all throughout the Tri-City area with an office in Pinconning. You can find us online by going to insightfolios.com. Click the Listen button to ask questions, listen to past episodes of the show, and to find out more about Kevin and the team, that's insightfolios.com. Kevin, get ready, because we're going to be tapping into that three decades of financial planning experience on today's show. But we also have to wish a happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Oh, yes, yes. Mother's Day weekend, and uh, I know that's uh, exciting for a lot of folks, and maybe lots of brunches will be taking place this weekend for folks, or just uh, hopefully you're getting time with your with your loved ones uh, this weekend. Always a fun, kind of, I don't know, unofficial kickoff to, to summer or spring, I suppose. It's just it's that Mother's Day weekend always sort of a, a, just a nice beginning to a fun time of year. It is. I mean, that's the mushrooms are coming out. If you're mushroom hunters, you know, the fishing starting up. Warm weather's coming. It's all good news. Fair. Happy mushrooms hunting, too, because a lot of mothers, including my mother, used to be the mushroom queen of around here. She could find them from, I swear, 60 yards away and see them. So every Mother's Day when we were coming up uh, later in life, I'd take mom up to Canna Creek Ranch and we'd go out and look for mushrooms. So that was always the thing. Wow. I did not know that. There's yep. a little something, a little tidbit. Yep. She loved the mushroom hunt. I couldn't find them. She could. So it's a good thing I stuck by her side. Are we are we doing something like, uh, I don't know, we're we doing, is it like truffle hunting kind of? Same same idea? Kind of. Yeah. But the mushrooms are morale mushrooms, which we okay. go after and they would grow up out of the ground and they're very tasty. And um, that was, she just loved to do it. Ever since we were kids, her and my grandmother and my aunt would all go out and find all these mushrooms, and we'd eat them all the time. And well, I love that. mushrooms, but I've never really done the whole, like, go out and find your own mushrooms kind of oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's fun. That's that's a lot of good memories with Mom and, and um, that we did that. So that was always a lot of fun. I look forward to it. I was always warned not to eat the mushrooms that we find. So I imagine <laughs> I imagine you're educated on the differences there. Just, the... just on the morels. I know how to tell a difference okay. there. All right. yep. So yep. If, it's, if it's not that kind, then you're not eating the mushrooms. That's good no. to know. Uh, we've got a fun show today. We're going to actually do some financial planning with mom in honor of Mother's Day on today's show. So we'll dive into that in just a second. Plus, we'll talk about what DIY planning might look like and uh, maybe the pitfalls of that, but also some of the advantages perhaps and help you evaluate that decision of whether you want to hire an advisor to help you through the process or do some things on your own. Try to have a good transparent conversation about that. Should be fun. But let's get things started with a fun fact of the week here, Kevin. If you haven't eaten sushi by age 35 there's a 95% chance that you never will. How about that? Well, guess what, Walter? I, I fall in that 5%. I was going to say, you seem like a non-sushi guy for some reason. <laughs> I am. I'll tell you the story. Um, I was going to the hospital to get rid of a gallstone. They called it an ERCP surgery. Well, long story short, they messed it up. They nicked my bottle. They had an emergency surgery had to be performed. Ooh. And the doctor that came in and performed it was such a nice guy. He gave me a cell phone number for any trouble and all this other good stuff. And I just want to take him out to lunch because he calmed me down. You know, he got me through it. And, uh, you know, after the surgery, he was there. He was, you know, always optimistic, always telling me what to expect, those types of things. So I wanted to take him to lunch to thank him. And he said, you don't need to do that. I get paid to do this, but I insisted. So you know where he took me, right? 
Where, or I should say, you, you know where he wanted to go. Well, I'm, I'm guessing he was craving sushi that day. Su- sushi. Yeah. Yes. And um, so we went sushi. And I had to get a quick lesson on what sushi was, and he gave it to me. And the one thing I can remember eating was the salmon. Now, of course, it's Which raw. Is pretty tame, like in terms pretty of tame, sushi yeah. world. Yeah. But I, I ate that. It, it tasted good, I'll admit it. But I got to tell you, all day long, every time I took a drink of water, I swear that salmon was swimming in my belly. <laughs> I just couldn't. I just, just couldn't. had this mental image the rest just of the said, day. Well, it felt like it to me, you know. So that was the first and only time I ate sushi. And it's probably going to be the last time I ate sushi, too. But I did eat it. How about that? I, I think my parents both fall into this. Um, Dad, who loves seafood, has never eaten sushi before, and I can't get him to try it. Mom, I got to try it once, but she was very hesitant about it, and I think she only ate something that was cooked. So I don't know if that really counts. Like if it's got cooked shrimp in it or fake crab, if it's one of those kinds of rolls, does that really, you know, does that really count as sushi at that point? I don't know. I would say that's that's debatable. From my standpoint, it's be you're, you're down, you're down, you're darn right. If it's cooked, from my standpoint, yeah. what is it? The California roll. I remember having that. Yeah, yeah, yep. and that that wasn't true sushi. I get it, but so you got you got your true sushi's where you're getting true raw stuff in there. I think that's yeah, what counts. Tuna and salmon. Yep, I tried it. Yeah, I love sushi. Um, I could eat it uh, all the time. I think it's fantastic. Uh, the bagel roll is very good. Now, technically, that's cooked because they deep fry it, and it tastes like a bagel because it's got cream cheese in it. So <laughs> 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 we're again moving further away from the true world of sushi. But uh, that, yep. I like I like the the raw stuff too. Doesn't seem to bother me. So that's nice. Connie, interestingly, she was the one who introduced me to sushi, but uh, she's just the last several times she's eaten it just hasn't hasn't gotten sick, but hasn't felt great after eating it. Like so maybe she's got the Kevin syndrome where it's like she just feels like this fish is swimming around in in there. It was an odd feeling all day. I'm telling you. Yeah, she has sort of developed that over the last uh, last couple of years for whatever reason. So she she gets less excited about sushi than she used to. But. And we eat, uh, you know, we eat seafood, we eat fish. I yeah. love it, but that just didn't didn't go with me. That's one thing I found interesting about it, and then we'll move on, um, is the uh, sometimes it's people who love seafood otherwise don't get into the sushi. So there's just definitely this fine line of, you know, people who like stuff raw and those who don't. It's it's more of a raw versus not raw thing than it is a sushi versus, than a, than a seafood versus not seafood. That's exactly it. I want my food cooked. There yep. you go. There you go. Uh, well, interesting. And uh, let's move on to talking about Mother's Day a little bit here, Kevin, uh, in honor of mom. We're going to take some things that mom probably told all of us at one point in time or another and apply it to our financial planning. So the first one we have to dive into is the because I said so mantra. Your mom usually said because I said so when she didn't have a better answer or maybe just didn't have the answer to give you uh, the energy to give you a better answer, Kevin. I'm sure this is something you heard all the time growing up, right? I heard it enough. How about you? Yeah. Oh, I, I think I still hear it. To, to yes. These days. <laughs> well, unfortunately, my mom's gone, but I can. When you said that, I could hear her saying it when I was a kid growing up. Just because I said so, you know, I would ask her a question, and just like you said, she didn't know how to answer it, or she didn't want to answer it, or whatever comes along with it. So. How can we correlate that's what you're asking me to an advisor? Is that where we're headed? Yeah, I think so. So if you walk into an advisor or a doctor or anybody like that, and they just say, just because I said so, that should raise some red flags. I hope it does mm-hmm. anyway. So if we're looking at a lot of you know financial advisors, why would they do that, Walter? Why do you think they do that? Uh, well, I guess maybe they, 
Okay, so it could be a, a similar reason to mom, right? Like, okay, I just don't have the energy to explain this to you, so just do it because I said so. And that's okay for mom to get away with, but not a professional that I'm essentially paying to help manage my finances and, and do a job for me, right? Exactly. You hit it right on the head. Maybe they don't know the reason. Maybe they just they don't have the energy to go through the, the explanation. Whatever it is, that's a red flag for me. It's important for you to get a better answer to your questions than just because I think that's what you need type of thing. It's critical to understand how your investments are working on your behalf. Let me give you an example, Walter, how we do it in our office. So the first thing we do is we're going to create an income plan. And let's say you need an additional $1,500 a month up and above your Social Security and your pension. Okay. So this $1,500 a month that you're needing up and above, that we call that the shortfall. Now, the shortfall is the money that's missing from your fixed income, be your pensions, your Social Security. So then what are we going to do? We need to find out, we need to show you investments that will, and more importantly, will not fill that shortfall. You need to understand both sides of that. How your investments are going to produce income to fill that shortfall is critical. And this is where, you know, if you come into my office and I say, just because I said so is not good enough. We go into a lot of depth here and we're going to show you in our simplicity plan how investments will or will not fill that shortfall. And that's critical going forward because once we figure out you have the shortfall, that has to be fixed. It has to be fixed either by you, by me helping you, or somebody else helping you. That has to be fixed. That cannot be ignored because this is money that you're short and we have to take your investments. We have to produce that income to and through retirement for probably 30, 35 years. So don't go into the, the meeting and, and an advisor tells you, well, this is the way it's got to be just because that's the way it's got to be. Don't go down there. Go further. Get some understanding. Understand how the investments are going to fill that shortfall and understand how they're going to benefit you. And more importantly, understand how certain investments will not benefit you. There's two sides to that story. Definitely two sides to that story. And so, yeah, there's lots of different reasons why that, because I said so, should raise some red flags <laughs> yes. for you yes. if you ever hear an advisor say something like that. Now, if uh, you had you know, any length of time with your mom, you probably heard her say something like, if you want to act like a child, I'll treat you like one. I think my mom pulled a, a version of that out on me several times growing up as well. Sort of like you want to be be like a grown up, then you got to act like a grown up if you want me to treat you that way. Yep. And uh, I, I can vividly remember some times where those kinds of conversations came up. Where does that happen in the financial world? What does that sound like? Well, I think if you go to the you know the big brokerage houses, they they tend when I'm looking at financial plans and people come in, they tend to treat everyone the same way. And I'll look at it and you have the same mix of investments. It's the same cookie cutter plan if they even have a plan. And it's generally the same risk. They're going to boil it down to standard deviation. And most of the investments I'm seeing you know, are going to be S&P 500 or, or something of that sort. So everybody fits into one mold. Let's think about that just for a minute. Let's assume, Walter, you're a young, young guy like yourself. You're what, 30 years old? Uh, 30, how old am I? Oh, 30, 34. 34 years old, all right. Yes. You stumped me for a sec, Kevin. I was like, uh -oh. It was a math question, and I did it again. I know, yes. you got me. That would, should have been easier, but oops. So <laughs> I forgot for a minute there. So you're 30 years, 34 years old, let's go. And your dad is how old? Uh, dad is 62. All right, so should we treat you and your dad the same way? Uh, no. 
as far as it goes to investing. No, no, I mean that seems pretty obvious. Yeah, we're in right. different different stages. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're actually a child in this scenario that we're talking about because you're younger, right? Versus yeah, an, an adult in an investing world. So there's two ways to look at it. Not everybody is the same. Everybody's different. Everybody's got different plans. So let's not treat you like that child let's treat you let's look down the road let's look into your future let's get you to the adulthood of the financial planning and get you to and through retirement hey, if you want to get in touch with kevin and talk about some of these kinds of things you can certainly do that by calling 888-885-PLAN that's 888-885-7526 he's your financial coach based in pinconning come by the office say hello have a conversation about your finances retirement whatever's on your mind fly fishing uh, on the agenda too we'll always be able to talk food as well 888-885-PLAN is that number another saying that mom was uh, always good for kevin if all your friends jumped off a bridge would you do it too well we i heard that numerous times walter i'm sure you did too yep well i'm going to tell you where i see it happen here in our town we have what i call water cooler talk we have a company, not here in Pinconning, but down in Standish. And we have, I don't know, probably seven or eight people that I know that work in that company. And there's always the water cooler talk. And here's how it goes. This person, I get a phone call. This person said the market's going this way or that way. So they all seem to follow that person's advice. So that person's going to go either in the market, out of the market, whatever it is. The rest of them, the five or six are going to follow that advice. Well, that person that they follow the advice came into my office. And what do you think his overall portfolio has done? Has it beat the market, unperformed the market, stayed, stayed the same with the market? Which way would you guess? Oh, I, don't, I would say it's, uh, it's probably different than everybody else that's come in, right? Well, it is. He's underperformed the market Under. okay. quite significantly Oops. Yep. When, you, when you look at it. So if when these people are taking his advice because they think he has the inside groove or he has insight, you know, oh, I see. Some, yeah. some, some knowledge that maybe they don't. Now, the other people that have come in, I looked at their portfolios, not all of them, some of them, and they've done better than the guy they're taking advice from. Oh, interesting. So, okay. so just because I think you can you can relate, you know, just because one person does one thing and he, he or she may think or you may think that they know something more than you do, but in all reality, you know, it boils down to you're all different, situations are different, that risk may be different than yours. How do you figure that out? You sit down, you do a financial plan, and then you do your own planning. You're not going to follow some friend's advice in, in this particular case. You're going to get something that's specifically made or tailored for you in an income plan because your plan's going to be different than your neighbors or your coworkers. I feel like my generation grew up with uh, this saying very much ingrained into our minds. And many of us have not followed this advice. Um, I feel like so, so many of us still jump off the bridge just because our friends are doing it, too, just based on, on what I see. Or you have this uncle or aunt or whomever, sure, right? Yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah, can come in, it can come in many forms, that's for sure. Uh, one last one here. Mom would always say, you know, when you would make a decision, one day you'll thank me. Typically this would follow after, like, you know, she made a decision that you didn't like. Like, one day you'll thank me for this. I can remember when mom, uh, mom and dad wouldn't let me ride in an SUV with a girl who was like five feet tall and had just been given the keys to her Suburban and wanted to take, I mean, literally the day she got her license, wanted to drive a whole big group of kids from the high school uh, about a two-hour drive to go see our basketball team, which was terrible, by the way. That was the year they won zero games the entire season. <laughs> Uh, but wanted to follow our basketball team to an away game. 
And this would have been, you know, pretty late, you know, driving way out to this team, watching the team play and then driving it back at, you know, we probably would have gotten back after midnight, something like that. And I was invited to join the crew in the Suburban to go with this girl and the rest of the rest of the crew, all of our friends. And my parents were like, uh, no, you're not going to do that. Sorry. This girl just got her license and she's been handed the keys to a brand new Suburban and a bunch of you 16 year olds going to drive two hours in the middle of the night in the dark on her first day of driving. <laughs> yeah, that we're going to say no to that. And one day you'll thank me. Now, luckily, no one got hurt. This isn't one of those stories where there was an accident and people were injured. But I see the wisdom in, in the logic in her thinking for, you know, trying to protect me in that time and not going into a situation that probably wasn't the brightest on that particular day so i get the whole one day you'll thank me and i kind of appreciate her you know not putting me into uh maybe in that situation although it probably would have been a fun drive with all of those friends it probably been a, good, a lot of fun right? it probably would have been a lot it. of fun kevin would have gone kevin would have been in that car having a good time but yeah the, the more the laid-back conservative storeholts we were like no that this is a good decision so well, I was more in, uh, I was brought up more like you, Walter, so I probably wouldn't okay. have been able so you, to go either. You, you so. would have yep. been the same way. That, yep, yep. Uh, that discipline and that, you know, one day you'll thank me. You know, I think you, you probably were told that a couple times, I think. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. How do we correlate this? Well, an advisor stops you from making a really bad decision. How many times, you know, have, you know, we heard that from our moms? Well, the same thing comes from an advisor when you're talking about what I call crazy things. And I can give you a couple examples, Walter. We had a fellow call me up uh, about a year ago. I was in Rochester, uh, Minnesota at the time, and he called me up out of the phone, and he wanted to take his entire portfolio invest in Bitcoin. Uh-oh. And I'm like, uh, why do you want to do that? Well, Bitcoin's going to take off this, that, and the other. You know, all the, all the white noise that Bitcoin was producing at that time. I'm said, I'm not going to do it for you. Now, you can take your account, and you can certainly transfer it, and you can do it for you. And I said, well, why aren't you going to do it? I said, well, number one, we're putting all your assets in one thing, Bitcoin. Number two, it's unregulated. Number three, somewhere down the road, you're going to be sorry you did this because Bitcoin's pretty wild at the time. And you know what happened right after that? Uh, crash, I'm guessing, well, or a big downturn? Elon Musk said he wasn't going to accept Bitcoin, and then it went about it and lost about 50% somewhere in that neighborhood right after that. So this particular gentleman called me up and said, you know, I want to thank you for, you know, putting my nose to the grindstone and, and making me make a decision based on what we had talked about. And I can tell you another story. It's pretty, pretty close to gold. Another, another client of mine at one time and another want to put everything in gold. And I said, well, you, you know, again, we're not, we're not diversified. You're betting that gold's going higher. At the time, it was still $1,900 an ounce, about at its, at its high end. And the same conversation, you know, I won't do that for you. If you want to do that, you're going to have to do it yourself because number one, you know, it could go south real quick. Number two, I'm going to be sued because we didn't, you know, do the best thing that's for you. Now, if you want to do gold, you want to do Bitcoin, you know, 5%, there's nothing wrong with that. But putting all your portfolio, all of your assets in one portfolio, one stock, one Bitcoin, one, one gold stock, whatever it is, isn't a good idea diversification we all heard about the enrons of the world how things happen we all heard about just recently rivian um you know what rivian is uh walter no who's that that's that electric truck car or electric you know truck uh, maker oh okay ford motor company and amazon oh, oh yeah uh-huh you know invested in heavily now they had to take both loss big losses this quarter because the stock went from around i think it was up to about 160 now it's down around 50 dollars a share 
and we had a couple of clients who wanted to buy some shares, which is fine. We didn't, you know, didn't put a whole lot of money in there, but we're, I certainly wasn't going to put your entire portfolio in there. So when your advisor, sometimes your advisor is going to stop you from making really bad decisions. And just like Walter said, somewhere down the road, you're going to be thankful that that advisor, that coach, whoever you're talking to, sat down with you and took the time and, and talked about diversification, talked about putting all your eggs in one basket, and talked about how the bigger plan is to create income down the road and how we're going to do that with, through diversification, through predictability, and all those things that are going to come into play sooner rather than later in uh, in life that's what we're talking about great points across the board there kevin and uh, something for us to all keep in mind and it's one of those kinds of things too separate lesson here but like what's what's you know you hear about the successful stories the good stories you know that one time somebody hit it big and so it makes us think you know that we remember those things longer than hearing about the 18 times the people lost all their money in an investing situation or invested at the wrong time and had a huge drop because people don't like pumping those up as much as they do their wins and their successes. So that's another big one to, uh, to, to be aware of. So now you never, you never hear about the failures. Do you? Right, right. Exactly. Yeah, you never do. You always hear about the wins. So it sounds like they're batting a thousand percent or a hundred percent, but on reality, yeah. it doesn't work that way. Mom never forgets though. And that's why she always was warning us about things like, uh, don't follow all your friends off the bridge. And, uh, because I said so, and one day you'll thank me. So, uh, good to see that those principles that we all grew up with can still survive through financial planning and we can relate them to retirement as well. Hopefully some helpful information in there for you on today's show. If you've got questions, you want to work with Kevin on your own financial plan, make sure you're on track to get to and through retirement analyze all the different possibilities that could happen in the market, how it affects your plan, stress test it, and make sure that you're well prepared to weather those storms. That's all part of the planning process that Kevin takes his clients through. If you want to have a conversation about what that looks like, you can give him a call at 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. And have a conversation today about setting up a time to visit for a complimentary financial review. 888-885-PLAN is your number to call. More coming up on today's show. Stay tuned. You're listening to Simply Financial. No need to complicate it. This is Simply Financial. Glad you're with us today on Simply Financial with Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you all throughout the Tri-City area with an office based in Pinconning. You can find us online at insightfolios.com. If you've got questions, click the listen button. And uh, you can ask a question there on the website or listen to past episodes of the show on the podcast version, all that available for you. Just go to insightfolios.com. Kevin, people love do-it-yourself projects. I'm in the midst of a couple of new ones right now. Uh, There's even, of course, the DIY network or shows on various platforms where you can watch all sorts of information and uh, entertainment about home renovation, landscaping, interior design, and the like, and how to do those things without any professional help. Well, I want to talk a little bit about what that DIY mentality in retirement planning looks like, maybe some of the pitfalls, dangers, but also why people tend to go down that road a little bit and just have an honest conversation of what DIY planning might be uh, in that similar DIY vein that so many people seem to be in these days when it comes to their home renovation type stuff. So I'm curious, when you come across somebody who doesn't have a financial advisor, what do you find are their reasons for taking that DIY approach? Oh, a lot of times, Walter, when they come in, they want to do it themselves is because they had a bad experience. You know, maybe they lost some money, they had a bad experience, their parents with an advisor, something along those lines. I'll I'll hear that from time to time. You know, the other couple of reasons that come to mind is they're not looking at investing 
as long term. I just talked to a client yesterday. He's telling me his son-in-law is day uh, day trading. You know, he's on his phone. He's a teacher, which it's difficult to understand. But he's got his phone in the classroom. He's buying and selling things every you know five minutes. It sounds like. So those, you know, those types of people, you know, want to do it themselves. They think they got it figured out. And like I said, they're not looking long term. They're thinking they can make $500 a week uh, in some cases, what I heard. You know, they also may know somebody that's doing good manager in their own portfolio. So they're going to take advice and say, well, I can just copycat that. And maybe, you know, tweak it a little bit because maybe mom, dad, uncles, coworkers, somebody they think is doing pretty good. And most of the time, Walter, that isn't the case. It usually doesn't work out. And when I do have somebody that comes in that doesn't have a financial advisors because they went down all those roads and they find out that they're, you know, they're they're lagging behind what they think they should be, or they're they're looking at a coworker or mom or dad or somebody in that case, and they figure out, you know, I may need some help here. I may need some direction. I may, I may need a coach to just get me through what I'm doing. And then um, go from there. So that's the reasons that I'll typically see somebody who doesn't have a financial advisor. When they come in, they may be looking for one. So Yeah, it's a great point. So DIY approach, obviously some people have that interest. If someone, I mean, maybe it's just by habit, right? Because if someone's been managing their money by themselves for maybe a really long time, you know, that can be maybe hard to uh, undo or change that mode of thinking because a lot of us start off our investing lives kind of doing it on our own, right? Especially when we don't have very much money. <laughs> We're not going to really be working with other people to work with our first couple thousands of dollars typically. And then we settle into an approach of just automatically saving through our working years and that sort of thing. So you build up this habit of working by yourself for maybe decades then all of a sudden there are people who get this trigger, if you will, who want to then say, okay, I need to meet with an advisor. So when you meet with somebody who's been managing their money by themselves, what are some of the triggers that have now caused them to come in and meet with an advisor like you? What, what are some of the typical things that lead to that? Well, there's a couple. What do you think the number one reason is, Walter? Oh, I don't know. I mean, maybe fear or concern or the, they don't have the capacity anymore to, to do all that or the know-how? Fear. Okay. Right? Fear. They've lost some money. You know, some performance is always at, at the forefront here because they're performance based. You know, maybe the S and P is down ten percent like it is this year, but they're down twenty, and they're thinking, "What in the world am I doing?" So the fear comes in, in into play there. They're they're underperforming the market. They can see it. They don't know why or what the reasons. The reasons um, in particular is what's going on in their own portfolio, and then the closer they get to retirement. Then the panic turns of how am I going to turn that into income? So maybe they've done a good job getting to retirement, but now they still have that same growth mentality and they're thinking, how am I going to, you know, what if I don't get growth for the next 10 years? How am I, how am I not going to run out of income? Those types of things. So the two things that I see that trigger people that come in that have been doing it themselves is performance. They're not getting to performance. They think they should be getting or they're underperforming the market. And then when they're getting close to retirement, it's going to take a different mentality and they realize it. How am I going to take what I've grown through all my working years, how am I going to turn that into an income so I don't run out of money? Those are the two things I see when people come to my office and we have that discussion. Uh, it's interesting to hear, Kevin, and uh, I know that's one of the main reasons why people have that DIY approach kind of upended now is that fear sort of takes over a little bit. Maybe you can give us an example of a time a do-it-yourselfer and uh, was able to come in, you worked with them, and you were able to point out maybe, because uh, not everybody's like 
self-conscious or, or self uh, has that self-realization, Kevin, right? Like, hey, I can't do this anymore. I need your help. Some people are more resistant to giving up that control. So if you had a time where a do-it-yourselfer came in, but you were able to kind of politely, I would imagine, through analysis of their situation, kind of point out a flaw in their plan or maybe their line of thinking that helped them avoid a mistake? One gentleman comes to mind here. He, he Actually, he was a nice guy, but he lived up in Houghton Lake area. And he had been averaging, now this is prior to 2000, okay? So this is, you said my three decades of experience. So I'm going back to the 90s. And if you remember the 90s, no matter what you did, it was good. You know, the old monkey could throw a dart and, you know, whatever it hit, it was going to make money. So during the 90s, it was a pretty good time. So he had averaged about, you know, he was averaging north of 10% for those five or six years in the 90s. And then he came into the office. He just wanted a second opinion. That's what he's looking for. And he said, I should be able to withdraw 7% a year from my portfolio for the next 30 years or so uh, because I've averaged, you know, 10 or so, 10, 10 or so percent. And then we had that conversation. Well, that's only because the market has been an upward trend. What if the market doesn't have an upward trend? What if there's two or three years that follow that the market is down and you're still withdrawing that 7% uh, of your money? There's the flaw. There's what we're talking about. You could run out of money. In fact, if he'd have held on to that way of thinking, if we look at 2000 and 2001 and two, the market on hold, the S&P was down about 45%. So if we're still withdrawing 7% in three years, the market's down, you're probably going to run out of money. So we had to we had to sit down, we had to put a plan together. All right, let's take some investments, let's set these investments aside because you're going to ha- you're going to need income going to retirement, that shortfall we always talk about. And then with the rest of the investments, let's let's look at other ways to invest that. So we had that um, that uh, you know discussion going into that and he realized i was right because he's seen nothing but good years and he didn't plan on the market ever going down so come to find out a few few years later 2001 two and three happened and he came back and he said you know that was one of the better moves that he made he made more diversification he focused on income and he wasn't so growth oriented thinking that he could take out seven percent every year because he's going to average 10 from that point forward that's a pretty good example that i can think of uh just off the top of my head when we're talking here but that's one that a lot of people they get caught in that trap well, last but not least, Kevin, maybe what is the most common retirement planning mistake or a couple of mistakes that people tend to make when they're doing it on their own? Like, where are you most often able to see people taking that wrong turn? All right, Walter, we talk about this every every week. What do you think number one is? Uh, number one mistake that people do on their own, probably taking too much risk. Yep. They okay. take a lot of risk and they don't have any income plan. Mm. Right? They're thinking growth is going to get them through the retirement because the market's been good for a period of time. But more importantly, they don't have an income plan. They don't know. They're just going to do the 4% rule, the 7% rule that we just talked about. And they're going to withdraw money hoping for growth. Now, hoping is not a plan. I can tell you that from, from 30 years of experience here. Hoping is not a plan. A true income plan is a plan. Don't go into retirement hoping that you're going to continue to get growth. Go into retirement with a sound income plan that's going to produce the income that's needed to get you to and through retirement. Know how the investments are going to do it. Know how much risk you're going to take. Know how much diversification you have. Know how all these things put together are going to give you the confidence to get to and through retirement. And more importantly, know that retirement number we talk about every single week. Know what you have to earn on your investments going to and through retirement so you don't run out of money. 
take the guesswork out. Let's, instead of guessing, let's solve those equations. Let's get down to the bare bones of it and let's show you how a good solid income plan is going to get you to and through retirement and with no guesswork. And we want to, we want to figure this out going into it. Solve do not guess. Do not take it for granted that the market's going to continue to go, you know, uh, up for many, many years because it's not. We all know that. It's going to go up and down through the next 20, 30 years. And there's going to be some big downs. There's going to be some big ups. But we need a solid income plan to get you through all those ups and all of those downs and to get you safely through retirement. Here's the number to call for a complimentary review with Kevin and the team at Insight Folios Local, serving you throughout the Tri-City area, based right in Pinconning. 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888-885-7526. Call, get on the calendar. If you get the voicemail, no big deal. Leave a quick message and just let Kevin know, hey, I'd like to come in for a complimentary review. Need to talk to you about my finances. However you want to get the message across of setting up that time to chat. And uh, Kevin can make that happen. Whether it's in the office or remotely, I can certainly do that as well. 888-885-PLAN is your number to dial. You don't have to have all of your statements and all those things pulled together at this moment. Just while you're thinking about it, if you've got that little nagging thing in the back of your mind saying, hey, come on, we need to get our finances in order. We need to make sure we're planning for retirement. Maybe you've been in this category of do it yourself and you kind of are feeling that pull of maybe it's too much for me to handle now. I've got this pile of life savings. I don't know what to do with it now. It was easy enough to save throughout your life and you know just throw money into a 401k or into an IRA and build that those coffers up, but now what do you do when it's time to start distributing that money to yourself to live off of? It's a different ballgame, and if you don't know how to play it, how to succeed in it, that's where that extra help can come in handy. So if you want to talk to Kevin, get in touch by calling 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. More coming up on today's show. You're listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. Stay tuned. It's getting to know you time. Time to get to know Kevin Ray a little bit better on today's show. And, uh, you know, we're going to bring it back to food at some point during the program. And we've got a perfect mashup today of Mother's Day celebration and bringing food into the equation. So, Kevin, is there a food that you kind of connect with your mom, like something that she was really good at making? Maybe it was her specialty or just something that she just always excelled at. Uh, I'm sure there might be several, but maybe what's one or two of them that come to mind? Oh, she had several. You're right, Walter. But a couple that come to mind was her homemade scalloped potatoes and ham. You know, it's sitting at oven and she, I don't know, she cooked it low, and it seemed like it took forever to, to cook. And then, But you knew at the end mm. it was coming out, and it was just good. It was bubbling, you know, the ham was juicy, big, thick pork steaks. Oh, yeah. And then the other thing she would make that she learned from my um, my grandmother was homemade noodles. Ooh. She would take the kitchen table, nice. and she had flour on it and the dough, and she would roll it back and forth and cut them and put them in some secret sauce that uh, I don't know what it is. but That sounds good. And, uh, you know, we put it over mashed potatoes sometimes or just put a little bacon in it and eat it that way. It was just, uh, it was very, very, very good. And uh, I, I miss those days. And, and I wish I would have took a little bit more, uh, paid a little bit more attention to it and learned how to cook it because I, I kind of mess it up. I tried, but I just can't do it. Don't hear about people making their own noodles as much these days. That takes no. some, some extra commitment, I think, to any dish when they do that. That's pretty cool. The egg, you know, and dusting the flour. And yep. how they, you know what I'm talking about, yeah. 
So my, my mom didn't learn to cook really until um, I was in high school uh, is when she f- kind of started to learn how to cook. So she didn't do much of the cooking in our household growing up. But the one she, thing that she was really good at, and she's going to hate me for calling her out on the radio like this, but instant mashed potatoes. She was cool. she was amazing <laughs> at making those instant mashed potatoes. And it was so funny because I was visiting with my um, my cousins and my aunt and uncle one year, and she made mashed potatoes by hand. And I like turned my nose up at her mashed potatoes that were hand mashed and like labor of love. And she was a great cook, put so much effort into them. And of course, here I am as this little kid. I'm like, "Eh, they're not as good as my mom's mashed potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) And they're not your mom's or Uncle Ben's or something. Yeah, my mom's just (laughs) grabbing the instant potato, the Idaho Spuds box, and just you know pouring it into some hot water, and boom, there's your mashed potatoes, kid. You know, but Mm -hmm. there was just something about them that they associated so well. Um, That, and then she was really, really good at eating, at making quiche. And so, and she just, I mean, her quiche is better than any quiche I've ever had at any restaurant. And it's just like her specialty. Her quiche recipe is just amazing. And uh, she actually just made me some recently. I was helping them move. Um, they moved a couple uh, last weekend, and uh, I helped them out. And as a thank you for helping them move, she had made a, a quiche for me to take back to the to our house. So that I just got to indulge in her special quiche recently. That was fun. That was nice. It brought back memories, didn't it? It did. Oh, it always yeah. does. Just thinking about it right now. That oh. That buttery crust and that yes. cheese. She, she goes a little heavy on the cheese in almost every dish that she makes. It's a good secret to make anything taste better, right? Put some cheese on it. <laughs> uh, cheesy quiche. So tasty. So mm. so for those of you who have your mothers, enjoy this Mother's Day because they're yep. great people to have in your life. Absolutely. No doubt yeah. about it. Uh, well, happy Mother's Day again to everybody. And uh, now that we are sufficiently uh, hungry, let's uh, get ready to wrap up the show when we come back with a quick listener question before we head out for the week. You're listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. No need to make things hard on yourself. Keep listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. Learn a simpler way to invest. Getting ready to wrap up for the week here on Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. But before we do, want to open up the mailbag and get a question from one of our listeners. Got one here from Julie. Julie says, my husband is getting a substantial raise at work, which I'm obviously not complaining about. We're already maxing out our 401ks, so I'm a little worried about what will happen with this extra money. I don't want to just increase our lifestyle spending and not make any real progress with this extra income. What do you suggest? Well, Julie, that's a good problem to have. I, um, Walter, would you like to have that problem? I'll take it. Sure. I'll yeah, take that burden off of anybody that's who feels good. like they you know, can't handle any extra money coming through. Yeah, sure. Yeah. No, that's a good problem. Yeah. So, Julie, my advice to you <laughs> is sit down and start planning because maybe that extra money will get you to retire four or five years earlier. And even though you're maxing out your 401ks, there's other avenues that you can go down to put money in. There's something called non-qualified accounts that you could absolutely open up and and fund those accounts and get you closer to retirement. In fact, it should get you closer to retirement because you're putting extra money away up and above uh, what you're doing right now. So what if we could come in or what if you could come in and we sit down and we put a a plan together and we show that extra money that you could be saving. And then on the back end, we show, hey, maybe you can retire three, four or five years earlier. That would be a good starting point for me 
to give you advice on that or maybe start paying down some bills, a home mortgage, whatever happens on your back end of your planning there. But it starts with a plan. And how do you do that? Well, you pick the phone up, you give us a call, and we can put those scenarios into your plan. I'm just talking about maybe paying off some debt, maybe getting you closer to retirement or three, four, or five years. And it starts with you. So just pick up the phone, give us a call. July, I'd love to go through that scenario with you. We do this all the time in our office, and this is a fun part about, about my job. I get to help you retire earlier or pay off some debts earlier, and that's what I love to do. So just pick up the phone, give us a call, and I'd be happy to sit down with you. That number to call? is 888-885-PLAN, 888-885-7526. That puts you in touch with Kevin and allows you set up that time to set up that time for a complimentary review of your plan, 888-885-PLAN. You can also email kevin at insightfolios.com, kevin at insightfolios.com, uh, if you want to get in touch directly via email. But again, the easiest way to do it is while you're thinking about it right now, pick up the phone and dial 888 888- 885 plan and just let Kevin know you'd like to have that conversation about your financial situation and your plan moving forward and he can analyze that in depth with you help you solve problems both good ones like I'm making too much money now what do I do and uh, bad ones too of hey something bad's going on in my life or hey I'm worried about this or I have fears over this how can I fix these things how can I get more comfortable with my finances and my plan all of those problems are solvable uh, with proper planning and that's what Kevin does each and every day with folks here in the Penn Conning and Tri-City area 888-885-PLAN is the number to call Kevin, thanks for all your help this weekend. Enjoy the fishing. Happy Mother's Day to everybody out there, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. We'll talk to you next week. Awesome. That's uh, Simply Financial. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next time. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.